0: Hi, folks. I am Alan Wharton This is Cutting Through the Matrix on December the 2nd, 2009. As always, I suggest to people to look at the CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. Scroll down and look at all the other sites I have up there on the front page and bookmark them for future use because I do get problems with the main servers once in a while. And if you bookmark these other sites, you can always get the latest downloads when you want them. This cutting through dot this cutting cuttingthroughtheMatrix.us, cutting through the dot us, cutting through the This the Alan Watt cutting through the matrix.ca and there's Alan Walk, sentient, Sentinel.eu. The last one is a European site that has the same audios as the rest but it has the addition of um, a lot of tra- transcripts for print up written in the various languages of Europe so you can download those if you want them to and as always you bring me to you, you are the listeners no one's backing me up here, no one's supporting me it's up to you to keep me going, you can buy the books and the discs I have for sale at cutting through the matrix.com website or donate to keep me going because I scrape by here and this is not a job it's, it's, and it's more than a vacation it's an absolute necessity to get this information out at this time because of what's happening in the world the biggest events are planned the biggest changes uh, in hundreds and hundreds of years and Rockefeller himself said that these changes that have been planned to come in around now Ha, are going to be worse and actually more devastating to many people uh, than the beginning of the industrial revolution where millions of people were moved off the land and into the, the new cities, the manufacturing cities and crammed into their accommodations the little cubicles where they would sleep if they had any sleep at all and uh, work 16 hours a day. That's the kind of changes we're looking at because They plan to take down uh, the whole structure and system that we've been used to. And mind you, too, we we didn't own the old system. I always say you can't save that which did not belong to you. The bankers have run the systems for hundreds of years. And I don't care if people think they're left-wing or right-wing or even communist. Uh, The bankers have always been in control of economy. And they plan to stay in control and their offspring for Centuries to come. So it's up to you to keep it going and you can do so, as I say, by donation. So, personal check is good from the US uh, to Canada and within Canada too. And you can use PayPal if you wish. You can also order through PayPal if you set, uh, send a separate email to me. And you can also use Western Union, I would say to Canada, MoneyGram, uh, and some people send cash. And that cuts out the little fat guy. With the triple chins, the $5,000 suit, and the punchy fingers. It's up to you how you want to do it. But it is imperative you keep me going. Um, this is seven days a week here. And I do get trouble all the time. And I was going to say, ExploreNet, the wonderful ExploreNet that advertises high speed, has been told to cut me back in my speed. So it takes about five, six, seven hours to upload one night of a show. So I'm uploading tonight after this show and then part of tomorrow as well and then the show starts again at night and back to the same routine it's been like that now for weeks so that is what happens in the real world when you don't have big players backing you up to get their party point across uh, they come after you in different ways and give you a lot of annoyance harassments, delays and they hope to simply put you under by either knocking you out financially and they've tried that too or they can simply stop you from eventually getting the word out altogether. I think people in the States uh, should really understand that they the only country where you still have the right to some kind of free speech, we don't have it in Canada or anywhere else in the world. So we're grateful to the U.S. for shows like this. Back with more after this break. Folks, I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix, and uh, as I was saying before, it's something to keep me going, and you can do so by using PayPal, personal checks, and so on. It's imperative because uh, I, I'm looking for an alternative way of uploading, obviously, since I've been cut back by Explornet, even though I'm not uploading any more than I have been for the last couple of years through their system Uh, they're trying to say it's fair use policy which obviously would have kicked in long before now plus uh, I don't use it the darn thing for anything except the uploads at nights. I don't surf at weekends I don't surf at night or during the day with the the emails I do all with dial up so it's uh, an obvious uh, um, sign of harassment and that's how things really work in the real world now this climate gate, as it's called, is going on and on. Uh, it's a pity it happened so shortly before the big meeting at Copenhagen because we've given time people time to expose it more and uh, it takes time for the word to get out into the general population who wait for the mainstream media uh, to catch up. Generally, they'll catch up only if they're forced to catch up because it's all over the internet, they can't ignore it anymore. But a lot of the big media is ignoring it. For for instance, Australia and New Zealand have already come out and admitted that um, their departments fudged their figures too. And uh, the mainstream media over there is trying to simply go along as though nothing had happened. And the big boys at the top are still going ahead with their meeting at Copenhagen. It's amazing, you know, since all of the information started really with a one paper, one paper by one supposed scientist, and then started from there, all relying on that one paper. All that stuff has disappeared supposedly. And in science you can't verify anything unless you have the raw original data. However, it's all been, it's all been supposedly eliminated, and you're left with the, the hockey stick um, upgrades on the original data, if there ever was original data. And our whole lives have been changed. The whole world is to be changed, supposedly, into a new economy, a brand new economy, which really is a eugenics program of depopulation. Everything is going to come out of this, uh, famines, forced famines, will come out of it, because they're going to cut back drastically on the remaining agriculture and eliminate all private agriculture, except for the big agri-food businesses, because that is the agenda, that only big international corporations have the right to rule the major things that the public need across the planet that's what you saw in one of the first movies that exposed the future it was called Rollerball Uh, the idea being that there was corporate wars eventually once they eliminated nations and these Corporate overlords acted in a feudal system. Exactly that's where the idea from the movie came from it was from, from Professor Carl Quigley and his book Tragedy and Hope and the Anglo, Anglo-American establishment where he said that the new overlords will be uh, running the world and they'll be the CEOs of international corporations running it in a feudalistic type of fashion that's exactly what was planned and it's amazing too how people think well that's a, a completely, utterly kind of fascist type of system. But Karl Marx also talks about these, these regional blocks that would be run through trading uh, systems and treaties that would become ever-binding until they're locked together, these regions, he called them, instead of blocks. And he said the European uh, region, that would include Britain and all these different countries, and gradually get bound together under a common parliament. That has happened but he never said anything about really um, eliminating private banking he talked about central banking being uh, run or overseen by governments but uh, if you notice through the Soviet system they still had private banks people don't realize they had private banks and the only condition there was in the Soviet system was that private banks um, could not make profit off of people's labor now you understand that lawyers can run rings around that and of course they did and so it's no. as I said last night I mentioned a very very good book one of many books that are now out since um, some of the main players have died the, the big players very famous people uh, to do with spying for Russia and at the same time uh, spying for and uh, setting up Israel that was uh, Victor Rothschild he literally this guy who inherited the banking fortune uh, was were were supposed to believe reading the book by Perry uh, the fifth man we're supposed to believe he just decided to go communist what rubbish when he went to Cambridge the guy was trained from birth for his role and during it all too he was setting up and finishing off his grandfather and father's idea of a homeland for Israel and Palestine and he was selling Britain out at every turn, so much so, and it's a well-documented book as far as a lot of facts go, um, that the Kremlin was receiving more information about what was happening with the Allies and what they were up to. Uh, they were getting it before Winston Churchill was even getting it in Britain during World War II, because of guys like Rothschild and a few other cronies, all running the British intelligence service and all working for for the Soviets and in some instances also for what is called in the book and Rothschild's word Zionism he gave quite a few speeches about it so here's the top bankers running what you think uh, of uh, as, uh, as opposition as exact opposition and here you have the dialectic in perfect display perfect display you couldn't ask for a better example and that's why I say, if you follow people and follow parties, you're getting used. The polls don't count at the bottom, like Orwell said. And you're never allowed into the ultimate higher truths of the ambitions of the people at the top of different parties and the policies that they have. It's interesting, too, some people are talking about climate gates and that we should form an international association, like a party, uh, of, uh, for freedoms for people but you know there's one thing about battles and you must choose the battlefield if you want to win the battle you can't step onto their chessboard and play their game because when you're playing their game guess what you've now agreed to go along in the very system which they want which is a global system with a global party you're playing the game they want. And even if they were real, even if they were real, they would be invaded so quickly, infiltrated so quickly, and taken over. Uh, by the time you, you, you blinked your eyes, it would be right on go with the agenda. When you give them a huge organization, and that's why in communism they looked for massive organizations. They used all the existing organizations. Why not use them? They're there. All you have to do is go for the leaders. And they did this for the lower Christian churches, for instance, and the people, the followers, didn't notice the subtle changes and in, uh, in the directions they were getting into, and they were getting run, really, uh, by the Kremlin. But fascinating, we never really know what's going on, and Victor Rothschild, even though they, they knew, eventually, what he was up to, and I'm sure quite a few of them knew in the House of Lords that they had to know, and he was in the House of Lords at the same time, um, he was never brought up on any charges. How do you charge your top capitalist who can sink countries with the stroke of a pen? How, how do you do that? How do you, what do you do? Because your whole system has basically been, been created by his grandfather with credit and debt and taxation and the Bank of England and all the rest of it. They didn't start the Bank of England, but they took it over in a hurry it's amazing that, that's the real world for you and then you look into the connections between the house of lords uh, today there's Stern and different ones still pushing on for, he's suddenly an expert in global warming he was in completely different areas before and, and they're all intermarried these, the house of lords all these lords up there they're intermarried with the opposition and they have wives from the opposition or their daughter marries people from the opposition but they give us leaders And we've got to be very, very, very careful Never step on to their chessboard That's their battlefield When they've made the board They want you on there They want you on You've got to choose your own battlefield And choose your own battle When people start thinking in global terms That's exactly what the UN wants Oh yeah, let them go ahead and get a global party and what happens to all parties is, we, we know they start to compromise and guess what when you compromise you're walking backwards something's either right and you, you hang on to it forever or it was never right in the first place if you start backtracking and compromising on it but at least some people are getting some sense and if nothing else uh, some countries are making a bit of a stink about it uh, Australia's parliament for instance uh, Defeated the global warming bill in, And that's in, that's in Yahoo News For December the 2nd It said Sydney Australia's plans for an emissions trading system To combat global warming Were scuttled Wednesday in parliament Handing a defeat to a government That had hoped to set an example At international climate change talks next week The Senate, where Prime Minister Kevin Rudd's government does not hold a majority, rejected his administration's proposal for Australia to become one of the first countries to install a so-called cap-and-trade system, that's the carbon taxes and so on, to slash the amount of heat-trapping pollution that industries pump into the air. Why didn't he come out with all this stuff when we were industrial nations? Before GATT cleaned out Canada and the U.S., office factories. And but the air's never been cleaner except for the spraying from all these jets that uh, have been up there doing this spraying stuff since nineteen ninety eight in, in eastern Ontario and before that in some parts of the States, which they don't want to talk about. How come? But the air's definitely cleaner. We don't have the, the big smokestacks all over the place. It's a it's not a truth. It's a reason to get you all into a new system to serve the planet. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. So Australia at least has made a step forward to see if they can hold it because it's so imperative to the big boys to pass a law that's to affect everybody, everybody and children to come in the future, right down to deciding eventually how many people they want on the planet. This is a reason that brought it in. It's the same old eugenics agenda and the reduction of population, uh, forced um, starvation. There's no doubt rationing of food will come now that they'll put more, more small farmers out of business by design and the food supply of the planet is in, in the hands of supposedly five uh, international corporations They really are, are all one uh, they were set up to take over the world's food supply and uh, they've introduced all their GMO seeds and all the rest of it and heavily the what's left the, the food with their pesticides they're terribly, terribly poisonous worse than the old stuff and um, they know what's going to come they want us all crowded into these overcrowded cities super cities they call them while the population declines up to about the period of 2050 and it's see this to be a drastic drop then I guess that's when most of us simply just keel over with cancers and all the rest of it and then they'll bring in their new city-states already have them they're building them Dubai is only one of uh, quite a few where the ultra wealthy can live nobody else could afford to live in those places that they've set up and uh, When you go into the think tank's reports for the next 50 years from the Department of Defense for Britain, I have all this stuff on my archive section, my website, look into it. You'll see that the projections for the future fall into exactly that, that folk will get crowded into cities. um, The population will decline through disease. There will be food shortages and so on and uh, then it says that the UN will kind of rule for, for quite a while until that period, then gradually wane and then, then these super cities will basically um, contain the elite of the planet they'll be high tech, highly weaponized and those will be sort of barbarians outside uh, dying off kind of like Brave New World scenario things never change and they make their plans and they stick to them this article here is from the CBS and it says uh, what data's got here it's, it says the 2nd of December fallout over climate gate data leak grows so that some of the mainstream are starting to have to say something it says ripples created by disclosure of global warming files now being called climate gate continue to spread with congressional attention growing and the head of a prominent climate change group stepping aside that's the main climate change group that's where they're all getting their orders from, and their data from Mrs. Phil Jones, the head of the Climatic, the climatic uh, Research Unit at the University of East Anglia said on Tuesday that he will relinquish his post while the UK school uh, conducts an investigation into allegations of scientific and professional misconduct Jones' announcement comes as he and his allies who published some of the foundational data the foundational data right, used to support the claim that global warming exists So it's very, very vital data, isn't it? The foundational data. This has been pummeled by waves of criticism. As CBS Newscom reported last week, the leaked files showed that prominent scientists were so wedded to theories, wedded to theories, right, of man-made global warming that they ridiculed dissenters who asked for copies of their data. Plotted how to keep researchers who reached different conclusions from publishing and concealed apparently buggy computer codes from being disclosed under the freedom of information law. The reverberations have extended beyond the campus of the University of East Anglia and the CRU, email messages from Michael Mann, professor in the meteorology department at penn state university who has argued that mankind is threatening entire ecosystems with extinction in the decades ahead if we continue to burn fossil fuels at the current rates appeared in the leaked files now penn state has opened an investigation into man's work that's a guy who invented the graph that goes up like a rocket he turned it upside down because we're actually declining in temperature so he reversed it. He says, and the UK's weather agency has been forced on the defensive as well. You see how everybody's in on this, but all the governments are in it as well. It is the agenda. Every big foundation's in on it too. They promoted it. The mantra for years and years from, from the NGOs and getting write-ups and, and journals and articles and newspapers and magazines and talk shows and all the rest of it, and even getting it taught in schools, a fact. Some mainstream academics working in the area have distanced themselves from Mann, Jones and other researchers whose correspondence has drawn allegations of impropriety. Ansley Kello, professor at the University of Tasmania, who was an expert reviewer for a UN global warming report, told ABC Radio there was evidence of a willingness to manipulate raw data to suit predetermined results. I'll say that again for the harder thinking So this guy told ABC Radio There was evidence of a willingness to manipulate raw data To suit predetermined results That's totally faking it He says you've got a resistance to any notion of transparency. They wouldn't let anybody look at their books. An active resistance to freedom of information requests or quite reasonable requests from scientists to have a look at data so that it can be verified that's standard with all sciences. Hans von Storch, director of the Director of Institute for Coastal Research, who was assailed by man in one email message, calls the C.R.U. Axis a cartel, and that's exactly what they are, a political, ideological cartel, and a well-paid bunch at that, getting millions of dollars thrown at them, but for an ideal, and it's not their idea, it's the big boys like Rockefeller, the Fabians, and so on. Back with more after this big... You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix, reading an article about Climate Gate from the CBS News. Where Hans von Storch, director of the, direct, of the director director of the director of institute, <laughs> as it says here, for coastal research, said, he said, um, and his colleague Eduardo Zarita said, went even further and says, um, uh, Mr. Mann and his allies, his allies, should be barred from future United Nations proceedings, and warned that the scientific debate has been in many instances hijacked to advance other agendas you better believe there's other agendas everything that this so called new world order has hinged on has been to do with this passing this is just the first phase of it they'll do one or two per year from from now on once this next one goes through and they will promise at this one to sign every agreement that comes up before them that's what they're going to do and believe you me, you get, you'll get personal carbon taxes for everything that you, you buy, for all your energy use. You're already peeing through the nose for, for electricity, for gas, and other things. You've seen nothing yet. Once these guys get started, and the food, you'll get taxed extra on everything that you need to live. And they'll tell you, "Well, you see, it took so much energy to make this thing." And you'll be taxed, taxed, taxed into the ground under the guise of the taxes will go through Lord Rothschild's bank in Switzerland as it's arranged to, to do and then to the United you know, ill Hand on, on, on behalf of the United Nations. Who will then make sure that the third world gets its fair share and they'll be brought up to scratch as we all plummet to the bottom? They have no intentions of helping the third world countries. None at all. These guys at the top are utter uh, deceivers. They've always been deceivers and utter liars utter, utter, complete liars so expecting them to change their minds and become altruistic well, it's pie in the sky Says here with the Copenhagen summit just days away, the leaked files have extruded themselves into the public or the political free in Washington, D.C. White House spokesman Robert Gibbs said on Monday that he believes climate change is happening and and is not in dispute anymore. See, these guys are going to stick to their guns regardless. While Republican Senator James Inhofe called for climate gate hearings. He says, to be sure, many, perhaps even most, climate scientists still seem to agree that the evidence for global warming is substantial. Well, if it's all based on the fudged uh, uh, papers or foundations, how can you agree on it? Then it Nicholas Stern, chair of the Grantham Research Institute on Climate Change and Environment at the London School of Economics. He's wanted to meet the sudden new champion for it, and he was, an, he was never even involved in climatology at all until recently. It's not his field Cause it overwhelming? overwhelmingly So he's a guy for Britain It's been put forward To push for them to sign it all Good power Charles too Thomas Crowley Professor of geosciences At the University of Edinburgh Told the Washington Post That the CRU leaked files episode Reflects badly on the people Who are so desperate To discredit global warming <laughs> So they're trying to turn it into Well let's be honest about it It's a belief system isn't it Do you believe in it Or don't you believe in it That's what it is. That was even ruled in a a court hearing in London to do with a guy who claimed he was kicked out of his job because he was there on behalf of supposedly sustainability. That was supposedly his his job, helping cut back on energy and so on. But he was an absolute pain in the neck, and they got rid of him. So he got fired, and he sued the company, and the the judge ruled that um, that was his belief system. Global warming was his belief system. That's what it was. And that's what it is. It's a new religion based around a form of earth worship. But then you priests are scientists and experts who live just like every other priesthood in the past, but better. All living on the top of your... T- See, all priesthoods in the past depended on your donations. These guys are going to get uh, absolute defined incomes via the government from your tax money. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about so it's, um, it's ongoing as I say now Scotland Yard according to the uh, another paper here uh, the lowest off journal it says Scotland Yard is now joining in the UEA climate probe inquiry they're after the guy who, who leaked his stuff or hacked it one or, the, it's one or the other and they want to make an example you see not to, to get into something that really isn't a, a political agenda Police investigating the leaking of thousands of emails and data from climate change experts at the University of East Anglia are working with a team from Scotland Yard amid speculation that hackers also tried to break into a second climate institution in Canada. Extracts from emails sent by academics at the UE's Climatic Research Unit were posted on a Russian website more than a week ago, including some which talked about deleting messages as part of a move to avoid releasing data under the freedom of information rules that they didn't want anyone else to get their supposed foundation data. I mean, all these computers that give them the results they want to hear are based on the foundation data that was fudged in the first place. It says here, the leak sparked uproar and calls for CIU director, Professor Phil Jones, to quit, although the university is standing by the academic, who has also received personal threats since the storm broke. And then on and on it goes. But this shows you how they're going to try and catch someone. And uh, make an example, for future people, don't ever uh, be a whistleblower because this is a big agenda that's outside your realm You just don't understand these things, as so say And believe you me, we don't understand these things Until you read the books written by the big boys that planned the future And they did publish their books Themselves, that they love writing about themselves Once they get older and, and telling you where they're going to bring the world And how they're doing it Nobody reads these books. The media isn't going to do an exposé on these particular books by Rockefellers. Uh, in fact, Rockefeller thanked the media after one of his meetings. He says, we could never have got this far without your compliance and your, and your, and your secrecy. And, and your are willing not to deliver any information to the public. That's when he said at the same time that it's far better that uh, a group of intellectuals and bankers rule the planet than leaving it to individual, individual states and um, in their own planning, basically. Yep. It's interesting, too, that Canada is quickly integrating with the US, has been since. Uh, for quite a few years since the Free Trade Association um, started off and then went into NAFTA Uh, exactly the same technique as Britain and uh, and all European countries were corned into uniting and every year uh, the leaders of all these countries, regardless of left wing right wing, signed further uh, integration and they called it uh, closer ties that's all they would tell the public Uh, the Prime Minister has been over with the other Prime Ministers to create closer ties with the Economic Union And the trade union, you know, the international trade union, that's how it was presented to the public. And the U.S. and and Canada and Mexico and a few other ones are doing the same and have been openly since 2005, every year to sign an agreement, they said that five more to sign and uh, we're approaching the date 2010 or 2011 maybe, but 2010 for sure. And... uh, once that happens we're really totally integrated what a beautiful time uh, just like when they said that, um, that this war on terror and fortress America, they need to exchange all our security information for safety reasons, that would further and hasten up the integration of the Americas, that was in the newspapers here <laughs> well they're doing the same thing with the financial meltdown by the same bankers that run both sides of every side of everything uh, and I see this is from Yahoo. It says, Looney, this is the, this is the Canadian uh, dollar, is above uh, 95 cents, US highest level since late October as the US greenback falls December the 1st. This was, it's also in the Canadian press. It says, Drawn to the Canadian dollar is up again to its highest level since late October as the US dollar continues to sink against major currencies. The Canadian dollar rose 0.81 cents US on Tuesday to close at 95.54 cents US. It hit an intraday peak of 95.93 cents to the US dollar. This is rising commodity prices in a report that Canadian economy has officially dragged itself out of a recession. I wonder when that happened. Also, put extra lift beneath the loony. Some analysts have predicted that the Korean loony, the dollar, will hit the party by the end of the year The greenback slid against most major currencies due to signs that the US economy is recovering I wonder when the that is I think it's all these welfare facilities are opening up Which is a negative factor for the US dollar It's beautiful, isn't it? Even if you were recovering, this is bad for the economy because it makes your prices for export more expensive but You can't win here, can you? You're not meant to, you see. Investors tend to sell the greenback in favor of risking uh, high yielding currencies and stocks when strong economic reports or other developments imply the economy is improving. Well, we're getting uh, into a parallel uh, cost value for the dollars, which is beautiful for integration as well. And that's very obvious to those who've been following this for a few years. It's perfect, isn't it? So not only do you have complete integration of the FBI, CSIS, and all the rest of the alphabet soup agencies, you also have, and that's in the papers here too, uh, that uh, federal government employees and bureaucrats uh, at the federal government in Canada can apply for equivalent positions in the US one and vice versa. I've had that for two or three years now. We're already integrated. We already are. It's just they haven't told most Americans yet. Now, another part of the UN policy in their charter was to to guarantee under the World Health Organization, the Department of the United Nations, which is mainly involved in bringing down the population through abortion uh, and other methods they call um, uh, prevention, etc they guarantee that the world, everybody in the world is to eventually, once they run the world, everybody is to get uh, the basic minimal health care. That's what you'll get offered to you. Now those people who live in, in um, socialist countries, regardless if you run by right wing or left wing, it's, it's still socialist, and you have a national health service, which is run by the government, there's always cost cutting, guess where they cut the costs at, it's the national health service. Uh, This is what's happening in Britain for those in the U.S. who don't know what's coming in to the U.S. This is all part of the world schedule, you understand? And this is from the Telegraph, uh, 26th of November, 2009, by Rebecca Smith. uh, Basildon University Hospital, hundreds of patients died needlessly at National Health Service Hospital due to appalling care. This is only one of many. Basil New Hospital has been severely criticised over the above average number of deaths of patients under its care. Poor nursing care, filthy wards, because they cut back on cleaning staff to save pennies for the government that wants to send more troops off for wars. And lack of leadership at Basildon and Turuk Uni- University uh, NHS National Health Service Hospitals Foundation Trust led to the deaths of up to 400 patients a year. This is one hospital. Figures compiled by a health watchdog showed death rates of the Essex Trust were a third higher than they should have been. Among the worst feelings discovered by the Care Quality Commission, you see, in national health services, they put a value on your life uh, as soon as you come in. And it dep- it's written along the Fabian system or communist system, according to your value to, us, to society will depend upon at the expense of care they will give you if uh, two people come in with heart attacks at the same time and get stabilized one's a laborer and one's a politician in the house of lords for instance um not that he would end up there he goes to a much higher hospital in the, in the military the same with canada um the person who's who's more important to society is to be resuscitated if they, if they have uh, an arrest during their time there uh, if both patients have an arrest at the same time you have to take the more important person first and they actually mark you at one, on your little chart at the bottom of your bed with a little ABC or so on, according to your status that's what you get under the health systems the communist government run health systems and that's what Obama has been told uh, that's why they put him in to bring all this same Fabian system in to the US uh, that's what he's bringing in to the US and that deal was all made and the arrangement was made long before Obama we've even heard his name long before that they spend years working on this stuff it's interesting too that uh, people are now being told that once this comes in some of the medications they're already on will no longer be available to them the insurance companies are telling them this and I've got articles here from Britain and other European countries where certain uh, 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 pharmaceutical agencies or agents that would keep them alive uh, for much longer, even years uh, because of their expense Uh, they can't get it, they're not being allowed it in Britain it's too expensive to say it's obviously available to very high people but not for you in the National Health Service that's going to be the same in the United States as well they don't know what's going to hit them. I mean, I agree too. I, I'm well aware that, that, that it's a disgusting profession, the whole medical for-profit system too. It's disgusting when someone's booked into a, a hospital uh, or ends up there in an emergency and uh, at the end of a week they've got something between eight and sixteen or $20,000 to pay or more. It's disgusting. It's an incredible greed system. Incredible greed Based on, on healthcare, disgustingly so. But the problem is, when you hand it to the governments, uh, they're not there because of altruistic reasons, and neither is the left wing either. The, the left wing are, are just as much the eugenicists as the right wing. They're all the same at the top, and they all have the same agenda uh, of bringing down the populations and sustainability meaning for themselves and those who who are willingly proved worthy to go on in the future but that's the world we live in that's the world we live in where the public at the bottom fall into parties and never never catch on to it never catch on and it's no wonder because <clears throat> the mainstream's job is not to let you know what's really really going on on anything from the times November 27th 2009 Blair may have signed in blood to topple Saddam a year before the war this is the sort of thing the media just they tell you now after they've had it all and they got what they wanted why didn't they tell you that at the time they knew all this at the time Sir Tony Blair and President Bush might have secretly signed in blood a deal to overthrow Saddam Hussein a year before ordering the Iraq War according to a former senior diplomat Sir Christopher Meyer, Britain's ambassador to Washington the run-up to the war said an agreement to aim for regime change may have been reached during a private meeting at the President's Crawford Ranch in April 2002 he also said that in his view Baroness Thatcher would have had a clear grip on Britain's policy towards Iraq oh I don't know she liked wars she admired Winston Churchill she said that the one thing she wanted was a war while she was in office and they gave her the Falklands parties eh parties back with more after this break Alan Watt were cutting through the matrix. This article here is as an example of how the media will tell you some bit of a truth years after the event, and, and after all, they've, they've got what they wanted, they had the Iraq war. And uh, it, it's no surprise to many of us out there, I'm sure, that it was all decided long ago. We know it was decided long ago because it was part of the, uh, the new American century policy uh, to... To have a list of countries, and Iraq was one of them. They wanted to go out and invade, and they had that printed in the 90s. But it's following agendas and all that stuff with uh, inquiries by the United Nations uh, watchdog and the atomic energy uh, board etc going in looking for weapons of mass destruction and not finding any, any of them it didn't make any difference because a year or two before that they'd all decided they were going to have the war and even made the dates for them it's all just drama for the public consumption, all that stuff and they're doing the same with Iran right now as well and here's an article here as well, another article It says here, from Mail Online Why I believe Blair should stand trial and even face charges for war crimes by Sir General Sir Michael Rose November the 28th, 2009 The inquiry into the Iraq War is not a court and no one is... is on trial so said sir john uh, chilcott chairman of the inquiry in his opening statement he added that he was not there to determine the guilt or innocence of those responsible for the invasion of iraq the object of the inquiry is simply to identify the lessons that should be learned from Iraq in order to help future UK governments who may face similar situations, I guess when they go to Iran. No doubt sir john 's inquiry will be both frank and impartial, no doubt we appropriate some criticism be made of politicians and officials alike but Although these were the objectives were uh, the objectives, they fall scandalously short of the crucial issue which millions of people in this country myself included, believe this inquiry should be about. With respect to Sir John, there is really no point in holding a further inquiry unless it does apportion blame, unless it does hold to account those who led us into this unnecessary, unwinnable and costly war in Iraq. The inquiry should be the first step in a judicial process that brings those responsible for the disasters of the Iraq war before the courts and could, as I shall shall explain, ultimately result in Tony Blair being indicted for war crimes, uh, and that's when pigs might fly because that will never happen Tony Blair is well protected Since already the inquiry has provided us with devastating details of events in the run up to Iraq Sir William Ehrman former director of defence and intelligence at the foreign office told it this week that British spies reported 10 days before the invasion that Iraq had disassembled what chemical weapons it had yet Tony Blair nevertheless pressed ahead with the war Then came former Washington Ambassador Sir Christopher Myers claim that Tony Blair and George W. Bush Had signed a secret deal in blood To topple Saddam Hussein Almost a year before Iraq was invaded And that officials found themselves Scrabbling to find a smoking gun To justify going to war But despite these compelling accounts Of what happened The truth is what we we already know The main lessons of Iraq Britain was taken unprepared into war On false grounds Well, what's new? And the inevitable result was the destruction of Iraq, enormous loss of life, and continuing political turmoil in the Middle East. I'll add to that that also, as a lip read last week, you know, the big, brand new, taxpayer funded, from, mainly from the U.S., uh, uh, oil refineries are up and running and have given the big contracts to, to Exxon, Mobil, uh, Dutch Shell, and all the rest of the big boys. That's what it was all about, too, as well. There's always another reason. I'll be back with more tomorrow night. So from Hamish to myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. I mean, your God or your gods go with you.